0: Weird Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Setha Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk.
1: And I'm Shefa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. To Weird Norfolk. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about ghost lights. Now, we are. We are. Um, so, we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Um, as some of you might know, we did dabble with doing another podcast uh, called Law of the Land, but doing two podcasts is really hard.
0: <laughs> and furlough. And, and furlough. Coronavirus. And coronavirus.
1: And- and All
0: those other things that mean you can't actually do anything, go anywhere, or have fun.
1: Yeah, because one of the things, the key things for us for Laura the Land was we actually wanted to go to some of the places that we were talking about, and that was scuppered immediately. Mm. So Laura the Land hasn't gone;
0: it's just Mossful. on furlough. <laughs> it is on furlough. It's on flexi furlough. Yeah. So and okay. we going to do it here we should mention we are on via zoom today so if there's any robotic well we might be being robotic anyway yeah it's it's, yeah yeah it's just the
1: usual zoom sound quality with all the various background noises that might happen other people living with
0: us yeah
1: (laughs) rabbits pigeons the pigeons were, I don't know if you could hear the pigeons were tapping at the patio door earlier when we were chatting I
0: thought that was lantern man <laughs> oh hang on <laughs> oh, there we seamless. go seeking so, straight in
1: yeah so basically what we've decided to do is um maybe every four episodes or so we're going to do a bit of a broader subject so not necessarily something that's related to Norfolk although ghost lights do actually luckily coincidentally, have a a Norfolk link. Mm. So I got really interested in Ghost Lights when we were actually researching a story for Weird Suffolk. So I'll just read it as, because this was like the starting point for me being like, can we do Ghost Lights, please? (laughs) Um, So it was in uh, The Folklore of East Anglia by Enid Porter, which was written in 1974. And it's the curious case of the ghostly light of Great Ashfield. One night, some years ago, as a car was approaching a long deserted farmhouse near Great Ashfield in Suffolk, the driver and his passenger saw a light ahead of them on the road. Both thought that it came from a lantern carried by a pedestrian and the driver gave a warning blast on his horn. To his surprise, however, the light continued to come straight towards him, although, as it came in front of him, it passed on through the car. The passenger was so shaken by the experience that he had to have medical treatment and was unable to work for some weeks. I just, there's just something about it that really,
0: I really like ghost lights. I love ghost lights. I mean, I, I think one of the first times i was allowed to write something truly strange was i did a series for edp sunday which shows my age which probably about 15 years ago and it was about phosphorescence and about bioluminosity Um, (laughs) i've actually got in my notes oh i hope stacia does this bit (laughs) there we go um yeah so i did kind of bits about um the strange lights in norfolk so that included uh, glowing footprints at, on, the, on the North Norfolk coast, which is plankton, bioluminescent plankton, or magic, and um, obviously let's prefer that. And it's actually kind of, they call it seafire, and it's an algae which comes quite infrequently. I remember I used to know somebody who lived out um, on one of the marshes, who promised me that he would phone me the minute it happened and then he moved. So that oh, was that. No. But um, it's it's I spoke to a crab fisherman at the time and, and they would, when this happened, they were really annoyed about it. They would bring up nets full of glowing crabs. Um and and also the nets themselves would then glow underwater and the crabs would avoid them. And for them, it wasn't remotely magical, but for everybody no, else. just really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, I mean, I remember there was, a, I found a quote from the piece that I wrote, and it was Raffaella Barker who wrote a book called Phosphorescence. And she lives on that part of the coast in Norfolk, and she used to go swimming in these algae-filled waters, which doesn't sound so sexy, until um, you hear this. So it says, In August in Norfolk, the sea warms to the point where the algae become phosphorescent. If you swim at night in the moonlight, you become luminous. The water droplets around you sparkle green fire. Your skin drips like sequins and you seem to be made of glittering scales. You are a mermaid when you swim in phosphorescence and you glow in the dark. Oh, I
1: want to go swimming in phosphorescence.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? So I wrote about that. And I also wrote about um, I think we did it later on the glowing owls, which mm. are supposedly owls that forage about in mushrooms that are bioluminescent. Biolum- um and also I did then I did Joseph Bexfield then mm. for the first time. And Joseph Beckfield. Bexfield is probably one of our favorite stories yeah from yeah
1: yeah we have done an episode all about him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I think one of the things that really I like about the ghost lights is that it has got this like sci- it's like science but it's also magic yeah you know it, there is the, for a lot of this like so obviously with Joseph Bexfield and the lantern man i don't know if you want to go into the story a little bit because the, the the lantern man story is actually quite we have our specific version which is the lantern man but across the whole of the uk there's varying types so you have like the willow the wisp and the jack o lantern and they all have the same kind of basic story
0: and us oh i didn't come across her yeah mm-hmm Another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and in parts of Europe as well, Germany in particular, basically anywhere where it's marshy. Mm. So the the story being that somebody innocently is walking home or or walking to work or walking close to the marshes, and suddenly they find themselves kind of disorientated, lost and wonder where they are and then see a light and figure that it's a light from a house or somebody beckoning them and they make out towards that light and then they sink to their death in the marsh. Mm, yeah. So a cautionary tale yeah. <laughs> for not going out in the mist on the marsh and following strange lights. I kind of, when I was doing my research, because there's, there's quite a few different types of
1: ghost lights. So I actually divided them up into four categories.
0: Oh, fantastic. Did so you do it on a spreadsheet?
1: I didn't, but I could do. <laughs> <laughs> so I had folklore. So the first category for me was folkloric. When I was doing some research into this, I found a type of ghost, like a what I would say a folkloric type of ghost light that caught my attention in particular. And it's not something that actually happens in East Anglia, it happens mostly in Wales. Um, and they're corpse candles. Mm. Obviously, the name was what it's amazing. drew me into that. A um, little bit kind glorish. Yeah. But it's really interesting because, so obviously, with um, the Will O' the Wisp, there is like a, a possible scientific explanation of the chemical luminescence mm-hmm. um, from rotting things in the marshes. So you think, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But with these corpse candles, they kind of appeared. All over the place it wasn't like a particular type of land they would either appear in graveyards or like along- I, I can ruin this for you well no don't let me tell me my, my bit first because okay. you, you might change your mind okay. but yeah so obviously in graveyards there could be a possibility of a re- explanation in graveyards but they also appeared along the corpse roads. Where you know people's bodies were being taken from wherever they passed away to the graveyard, so they would line the the corpse road. They would sometimes appear at people's houses, sometimes at the place where someone was going to die. It's really interesting. They they seem to like pop up in all sorts of weird different places, and they'd be like different sizes and different colors, and mm. different sizes would represent different things. So if it was a small candle, it was a child. A larger candle would be a male if it was colored differently uh,
0: purple and blue I saw
1: yeah purple and blue meant different Green things and white. yeah it was really just really interesting and and it just really made me think like so so they're kind of a bit like banshee like in that they appeared to a family who was going to lose someone I don't know they just don't seem there seems to be a little bit more a bit of, they seem a bit sentient yeah and and kind of I don't know. You can have like a. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't explain it. They
0: have purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have. That's it exactly. They have purpose. But I,
0: I certainly can't explain away with boring science anything with purpose. Um, I can explain colours and graveyards and other places with boring science. Okay. Which is the phosphorus, um, which can be white red violet black pink yellow um it was discovered brilliantly it's a bit like a blackadder sketch in the 1660s um, by a chap called hennig brand who boiled his own urine in search of gold <laughs> pretty desperate know. we've all tried it <laughs> Um, and after days and days of, of heating up his stagnant urine, which I imagine made him super popular, um, he isolated, this is uh, a white waxy solid, um, which was a bit dull, until he know, he went in in the, in the evening and realized that it glowed green. And then, even better, so he Are you kept, saying corpse candles are- Wait, hold with me. So he then goes back, and kind of is excited (laughs) thinking he's basically invented, not that he'd know it's electricity, or he might do by then, because Thomas Brown had mentioned electricity. Anyway, he thinks, brilliant, I've just created my own wee lighting. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, that does kind of smell slightly, and then it caught fire and almost burned the house down. (laughs) So yeah, it's massively flammable. Okay. And it's also, phosphorus is in the guts of humans, of cows, of dead creatures, um, and can create that same effect.
1: Okay. So are you thinking that, so in the graveyard, it could be like rotting?
0: I think in the graveyards, and I would also say that if you get an older story, because obviously now caskets are... A better lined. You're not just buried in a winding sheet. You're buried further down. Blah blah blah. Um, I think that.
1: Do you it, think that could come through
0: the soil? I think yeah, and also I think that it could possibly be the cause of of those kind of spectral figures that you might mm. see because it. That's
1: really interesting. Yeah. It is an interesting theory. I'm not a hundred percent convinced. I don't want it
0: to be true. I quite like the bit about the boiling the but Yeah, um, it is interesting. Yeah,
1: it is interesting. I don't know. I just think because, like, in some of these ones, quite a lot. So, I, I um, a guy called Elliot O'Donnell, who I think actually was probably a bit controversial. I think it, it's people think he might not have been a real ghost person. Right, <laughs> he might have made some shit up. <laughs> Oh but anyway, <laughs> um, he had some accounts in one of his books a- about some people who had seen these corpse candles and one in particular saw quite a few. About 30 or 35 years since, one Jane Wyatt, my wife's sister, being a nurse to Baron- Baronet Rudd's three eldest children and the lady of the house, going late into a chamber where the maid servants saw saw there no less than five of these lights together it happened a while after the chamber being being newly plastered that five of the maid servants were went there to bed as they were wont. but in the morning they were all dead being suffocated in their sleep with the steam of the newly tempered lime and coal so this person saw five corpse lights in that room and then very soon after there were five corpses in that room well, that doesn't seem explainable
0: by dull science, does it?
1: No, and that's what I mean with them. They don't just appear outside, they appear all over the place. I think it'd look quite oh. magical. Could you imagine? Like, well, imagine magical, until you don't you realize
0: that it kind of put kind of tells. Well, oh, yeah, And
1: that could I be yours. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I just think it would look quite pretty, like along the corpse road or lit up with these little lights. But the other thing of it is you don't actually see. The candle, the physical candle,
0: you only see the like the flame, like light. Yeah, you see it, it, and that is the same kind of thing as say Mrs Lubbock mentioned. She mm. talked of, of the so Mrs Lubbock in Ersted, wasn't it? Yes, it was his, the, wise he, he had, the wise woman of The wise woman of Ersted had witness accounts of seeing these ghost lights and she described them as candle like as yeah the of the candle. yeah she called them like um, a
1: cold fire didn't she twistering
0: about as i recall. yeah
1: yeah mm. so so that was my thoughts on folkloric ones which i think they're really interesting and corpse candles are definitely my favorite the next kind of segment i or the next category was like ghostly lights and yeah. i do think there's like a little bit of a difference because with the folkloric ones like with the corpse candles they're like a an omen of death with the the lantern man it's it's like a folkloric figure you know it's it's not necessarily related to a
0: haunting or a ghost story it's more of a bit of a bogeyman with a yeah lantern, isn't it yeah
1: whereas so there are obviously the the story that I opened with I feel like that is a, a ghostly one weirdly I couldn't find and I don't know about you obviously you didn't know about my categories but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have told you I like that we do our own research though it kind of like I like the
0: stealth approach
1: yeah <laughs> I couldn't find that many like ghostly examples for the UK most of the ghostly ghost like
0: the ghostly ghost lights
1: <laughs> I found were American I don't know oh
0: yes these Texas ones yeah so yeah. So I, I came across,
1: there's like the St. Louis ghost train, which is meant to be a huge beam of white light. Um, mm. There's the spook light, which sounds mm. cool, in um, Missouri, which is meant to be possibly two um, spirits of two young Native American lovers who were separated. There's the the Fee Follet. That was my French accent.
0: Sounds very good. Beautiful.
1: And that was in Louisiana. And it's said to be the soul of... Um, a soul sent back from the dead because god was annoyed with them for some various reasons um but the one that interested me was the one that you mentioned which was um the the big thicket ghost light yeah which also known as the light of saratoga yeah
0: Which i thought it sounds really cool it's really it interesting does, and, and as you say bizarre that it seems to be only in America, mm. I did look for quite a long
1: time, but I mean, obviously, if anyone knows of any ghost lights in the UK, mm.
0: I'd obviously be really interested. But other unless than the one... they are our ghost lights? Which means, as in, as in, unless they're the same. Well, they can't be because it's not the same kind of land, is it?
1: No. Well, this is it. They, they do, they don't sound like folklore kind of stuff. They, they sound more like kind of spirit entities. So the one in uh, the big thick thicket light. Ugh can't say it. it's quite That's a tongue. T- the big thicket light <laughs> um this was off the texas state historical association the big thicket light or the saratoga light is a ghostly light that period pir- oh my god why can't i
0: speak today because you haven't been speaking to humans you can't do it <laughs> you've been speaking inside your head haven't you yeah. now you have to say the word Shaffer. come on
1: periodically appears At night on the old Bragg Road that runs through the heart of the big thicket in Hardin Hardin County. Bragg Road was originally a seven mile bed for Santa Fe's branch line from Bragg Station on what is now Farm Road 1293 to Saratoga. Um, So it used to be a train track and in 1901 the rails were laid and by 1934, which actually isn't very long at all, they were all taken up again because it wasn't used. So Mm -hmm. Um, And there's in the summer of 1960, um, the editor of a a local newspaper began running stories about these lights that had been seen along the road. And and lots of people went to see
0: them and did see them. There was actually, you know, people. I think that was the thing that I really liked about this, which was. They were quite kind of reliable. Yeah, and I think you they know, still are. will just pop up and see those. You know, it's a bit, we can't even predict when the aurora borealis is coming, can we? No. You know, we can't even say you'll see meteors when they're definitely yeah, there. Yeah, but you can pretty much guarantee to see these lights.
1: Yeah. It's, it's quite strange. Mm. And I mean, obviously there's lots of people who say, oh, it's just car lights, it's just reflections, but I don't know. I think you'd no. know if it was a car light. Do you mm. I think I'll be able it? to tell the difference between a car light and
0: a ghostly presence well, I saw quite a few pits about this about how there's some again boring science refraction thing with lights from houses oh, it was I read it for a bit and then I just thought if this is science, then I'm taking magic, which is always my feeling and has been since I was a child, which is why I failed biology <laughs> but um I still managed to have children, didn't I so <laughs> face but, um yeah, it, it, it kind of was saying that it was light reflect. I don't know. I mean, no. you know. I mean, you know, don't you? If something is a if something is unusual, the brain is hardwired to try and find actually a rational excuse before an ish- irrational one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I found um, a website actually, interestingly called Weird US, which had a weird Texas section. This so there it? you go, the weird. I are all over the place. But they had a couple of um, eyewitness statements about these lights. And what I found was interesting is that they actually said they were quite playful. And so we're, like, interacting with the car and they would come very close. Um,
0: that sounds a bit frighteningly orby to me, though.
1: Yeah. I was going to mention orbs, but just to say I don't really rate orbs. <laughs> I think the thing is with orbs, they don't... So, So these lights all kind of self-illuminate if that's the right kind of word whereas an orb you can you only really see it if when you you've, it. when you've taken the picture yeah and and so it's quite likely that that orb is actually going to be a piece of dust just reflecting light if it was an actual orb of actual light right in front of my face i'd yeah. be like this is an orb <laughs> <laughs> i think it was a bit
0: more lightning
1: well (laughs) that's in my science category (laughs) (laughs) but but you know people are still seeing these lights and and the interesting thing about these lights is they seem to have you know like ghostly spooky backstories you know they're the spirits of um someone a, a train worker who lost his head or Oh, there's loads of different possibilities what they were. Let me see if I can find it. None some.
0: bizarrely that her, that are as folkloric as ours.
1: No, well that's why I think there is a slightly different. That there's, mm. Although the folklore tales do say, oh, someone was lost on the marsh or something, it's it's not like a feeling that they would come back. So
0: well, you think that the difference between, say, Joseph Bexfield's lantern man. Is that you can't actually find a reason why Lantern Man would have wanted him to die. I mean, he just popped out to take a parcel mm. to his wife. It's not like he was a murderer. Or no. He was an adulterer. Or no. He'd done something that had annoyed the Lord. Or yeah. He did nothing. He was just literally popping home to drop something off. Yeah. And that's the difference. If it had been a figure holding a lantern, and luring him to his death and that's a ghost isn't it
1: yeah that's it that you never really get a description of the lantern man or the will of the wisp it's just a just a light they are just
0: there and in a way actually almost they're there and they're lighting up as a warning not as Mm. a you know there's this luring business but that is in the head of the person who is being lured it could be that they are basically lights there as we would use today to show that there's a an issue.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because this this does actually tie back to our last episode because Heike sprites in a couple of descriptions were described as small lights. Yeah. So mm. it's that thing of you know the Heike sprites were they good or bad? Were mm. they there protecting or
0: you know? And it's also very rare that you have a ghost um, or a. a Talk of an apparition where there isn't some form of glowing or Mm. some kind of light, because if you think about it, most ghosts are seen in the dark, aren't Mm. they? Yeah. If it was just a person that was, you know, just happened to be undead, then you might not actually see them. But Mm. they are glowing. They are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that actually.
0: They are actually because you would
1: have like you have like a glowing mist or something, don't you? That's it's really interesting.
0: Rare. I can't remember anyone ever saying it was like a, a you know, it's very rare that it's a a three-dimensional or even two-dimensional. Mm. It's rare that you don't know yeah. that it's a case. It does yeah. happen. You do get cases where people are interacting with a figure and then they realise they're dead or they're not mm. there anymore, or but it's more likely to be, you know, lights, isn't it? Yeah.
1: I think I was just thinking with the folkloric ones, so like Obviously, we have Joseph Bexfield in the Lantern Man, but obviously, the Lantern Man is also seen like along the North Norfolk coast. Yeah. And there's no like story anchoring him there, if that makes sense. Whereas with these, with this um, Saratoga light, you know, you have, there's a, a story that there's a Mexican cemetery in the area where the form, they were hired to build the, the rail line and the foreman didn't want to pay them. So he killed them. A man who, sold up all his land and um went out there looking for job prospects and he didn't find any and he died kind of lonesome in the wilderness so he's wandering you know they have these like little origin stories
0: hmm. it's a lot like, more effort with the origin stories yeah really? whereas
1: yeah. with with the folklore lights there is a tiny a little or- origin story of oh spirit in the background there
0: or is a spirit <laughs> in the background
1: <laughs> Thanks for um, onions. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? There's like it feels like a different background story to, to them.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I kind of I kind of I wish you'd videoed that bit of her tiptoeing across the, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oh, the joy (laughs) of of, uh, recording from home. Um, Yeah, but I think I prefer ours in short because I Um, think ours are kind of uh, far more magical, aren't they? I suppose it
1: depends on whether you have a preference for folklore or for ghost stories.
0: And folklore, I think. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I do love a good ghost story and I will watch all of the ghost TV programmes going,
0: but... there's something about these. I have always well, we we've discussed it a thousand times. I always have great respect for anybody who creates folklore or or, or the folklore stories that are created to explain the inexplicable. Mm. And I think it's not inexplicable if you find a story where someone's head's been cut off and they come back, or mm. or some people have been wronged. That's a story, but it's not a kind of invention. Mm. It's not a kind of, we need to keep children away from here. We need to keep people safe. Yeah. To make something so bad that they will stay away from danger. And that's what I like about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. My next category was UFOs. Now, I haven't got much in this category, unsurprisingly,
0: (laughs) but I was sorry, wondering you know your great love of UFOs I'm surprised
1: <laughs> I did have a thought that again something we talked about in the last episode of uh, kind of how over time things are identified differently and have sorry you can probably hear the chinchillas in the background
0: clattering they've just it's a, it's a bonus episode for everyone tonight I it's know hearing, <laughs> our, uh, hearing our families around us mm. and we do have families and lives <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's this idea of, obviously we we, we hear about hundreds of, epi- um, hundreds of episodes, <laughs> hundreds of encounters with UFOs. Are they just a new name for like the Will-o'-the-Wisp or the ghost lights? You know, before people have said, oh, what's that weird light? Oh, it's a corpse candle. Now it's like, oh, what's that weird light? It's a UFO. Although the only thing that made me doubt that I can see your face Mm. that's not the thing that made me doubt it (laughs) the thing that made me doubt it (laughs) was the ghost lights usually seem to be quite low to the ground whereas obviously ufos are
0: yeah higher yeah it's it's a no it's a (laughs) no from the um road division of weird norfolk no Mm. i think i think i think they might have mentioned if they were kind of spinning in the air Mm. I think I do think there's a I do think ghost lights however um and UFOs and unusual lights I mean it just seems that unusual lights are linked with the paranormal per se you know Mm. as we've just said about how ghosts you know by their very nature if they appear to you in the dark then there is a level of glowing Mm. isn't there and if, you know, if you see a UFO, and again, if it's at night, you wouldn't see it if there weren't lights, would you? You just wouldn't. It's dark. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think unexplained lights, um, I mean, that is a UFO in, in principle, isn't it? That mm. is exactly what they are, unexplained lights that you see. It's rare, again, to see them where there isn't some form of light. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but... What I do find interesting is when you look at how few UFO sightings, I know there are some, but how few there are that can't be explained away before there were aircraft. Yeah.
1: Say that you know? again.
0: How few. So could... How few sightings of UFOs there were before normal aircraft were. Premiered. Yeah. And you do get the odd one, but normally you can trace it back to a comet or. Yeah. You no, know, a piece of space debris that falls, well, which wouldn't be space debris because that would be us going up there. Yeah, but, you know, I know what you
1: mean. Uh, yeah, that is quite that is interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's that's kind of you don't hear of it very much, and and mm. as you do, then normally you can look it It's Halley's comet, you know. That's yeah, actually.
1: yeah. So my final category is science.
0: Science! Oh, science coming along and ruining... Well, good no. Balls. You see, this
1: is the thing. It doesn't actually. So a lot of these kind of ghost lights and such, like... One of the, the scientific explanations is ball lightning. But actually, ball lightning is kind of, to me, like the cryptid of the science yes. world. Because... And in, in the fact, it's even better than a cryptid because the scientists are all pretty much convinced that it exists. It's not like Bigfoot where you're like, mm, I don't know. the scientists are like- It's that like your Wait. impression of
0: Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're, they're all like, I'm quite excited about this because I think it's really cool.
0: I love I love ball lightning.
1: Yeah, science all the, all the scientists are like that. I could read like I didn't. To be fair, I didn't talk to all of the or any scientists. I just read about it on
0: <laughs> Google,
1: but everyone seems to be like we're like ninety nine percent sure that ball lightning exists. It's just and really. Every time re- you
0: say ball lightning, I can just hear grease lightning. <laughs> and in my own head, that's what I heard. So I go ball lightning, do do. <laughs> So every, I Which song was that? Greece, lightning from Greece. That was obviously <laughs> I did it badly so that we didn't get done for properly
1: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's yeah, why it's I just really to save you some money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's really interesting. Like, so it's just like a it is a phenomenon that we know exists, but it's so rare and so hard to recreate. Hardly anyone's... I think one group of scientists ca- managed to capture it by accident when they were filming a, a a lightning strike. And that's, like, the only time it's been caught on video in the whole time since cameras have been invented. It, yeah. it's, it's It's quite amazing, really. And it's been... So there's reports of it going back to possibly, well, I'm wondering actually whether the original Shuck sighting was actually yeah. an example of this, which and that's no, 1577. So, you know, we, we've got written records. 1577, it's described at Blytheborough Church as all down the church in midst of fire, the hellish monster flew and passing onwards to the choir he many people slew. But it's basically described as like something in, in flames, a ball of flames going down the church aisle.
0: So And it happens during particularly vicious thunderstorms, yeah. doesn't
1: it? Yeah. And so there's um, a really interesting example, which I found um, from 1619 um, at a monastery in Spain, I think it was. Oh, yeah. A monastery in the monastery of pie in southeastern Spain. And it was the 18th of October. And it says a lightning strikes at the preacher's cell, crosses the wall and comes into the church and falling to the tabernacle, smudges the face of our lady of pie and burns her roof, <laughs> Goes down the tabernacle and opens it and overturns the Jerusalem cross and hits the ground. A father that was in the church saw the lightning was like a burning rolling vessel above the altar it exited by the choir and rolled by the cloisters and
0: climbed up the stairs it's could you imagine seeing Wait, that when it says burned her ruff does it mean badly or her ruff i
1: i or think it? it like a ruff a wearing ruff right,
0: okay
1: it was r-u-double-f
0: so right okay yeah yeah, that is her, yeah. Her Nick, it's her neck garment
1: yeah but mm. you can understand, like from so from that description. There's another one in 1638 uh, at Wickham in the Moor in Devon, which I think is a really famous one. And um, four people died after um, ball bo- uh, lightning. Was that in
0: 1638?
1: Yeah, 1638. Yeah. So you know, all through time, there's these like there's a one from 1809 where three balls of fire appeared and attacked a British ship. Um, The crew watched one ball descend, which killed a man, and it set the mast on fire. Then a crewman went to retrieve the fallen guy, and then he was struck by a second ball, which knocked him back and left him with mild burns. And then a third man was killed in contact when he came in contact with a third ball. Alistair Crowley witnessed one.
0: um... (laughs) um apparently the other thing i found quite interesting about them is that they can be different colors yeah so kind of blue to orange to yellow to green and they and also they can be accompanied by a hissing sound and an acrid odor Mm. so
1: uh,
0: i like a sulfuric sulfuric which is so unbelievably common when it comes to anything paranormal isn't it so you wonder how many of those sightings where there has been a, 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 a mention of sulphur
1: mm. is
0: in fact down to this. Because although they come from thunderstorms, they can also come from that kind of weather before a thunderstorm. Mm.
1: So I've also read about them Mulder being...
0: The mist was, was down to that.
1: Yeah. yeah well, I did. Um, I also read of them coming, being released from the earth around earthquakes and things as well. So you yeah. can imagine if if you're seeing this like ball of light emerging from the earth as well and and there's the whole thing of the the devil being in control of the weather which we just did for a weird norfolk which hasn't actually been released yet. But mm. you know we're talking we we were talking about how the devil is meant to be in control of the weather and which And then is- if you're getting these Balls of flames with sulphic, sulphuric smell. Mm. You can see how that's tied in with the devil, and then yeah. they become this like kind of folkloric entity.
0: Mm. Or like, it's really interesting. Ball lightning is the best. It is. It is really great. It makes you desperately want. To. Well, do you want to see? It? I don't know if it's going to rough my rough. I don't mind if I see it from far away because I'm quite scared of lightning. Ooh, actually,
1: yeah. I've always been like quite freaked out by lightning. I like it when I'm safe in the house, but then these can come in the house. Ball lightning can come in the house. There is examples, you know, of it. Well, I read a couple of out where it's gone into churches and traveled along the walls and stuff. It's it's
0: quite fascinating. Was this video you've got I've just seen? There's one um from China. That's the one. 2012 thunderstorm yeah, that's the and one that i saw after a lightning strike traveled horizontally for 10 meters is that right that the university is called normal university
1: called what normal, <laughs> I don't it's normal really,
0: it? I don't apparently know. it was normal university which
1: I've oh yeah heard. north china's northwest
0: normal university, normal university. there you that's go it. anyway um and and yeah, they caught it on video and, yeah, really...
1: There, is, there was one theory, which I read about, um, that the idea is that actually ball lightning sightings lightning are hallucinations caused by the ma- ma- magnetic fields of thunderstorms.
0: Oh, they always like to come up with something, don't they? I didn't like that no, theory. You're not going to hallucinate a ball Especially lightning. not if it kills you. <laughs>
1: I was just killed by my hallucination. Downer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I don't, I I just, whenever anybody uses that, it's a bit like when you wrote a story at school, isn't it? And you ran out of steam and then you put, and then I woke up. <laughs> yeah. and Mum gave me a cup of tea. It's just you can, really lazy, tedious thinking.
1: You can see why these kind of folk I think you, you said it earlier about how with folklore it's often an explanation for something that can't be explained well you know if someone is seeing I know we we know, we pretty much know most of the UK ones were marsh gas but if someone was seeing a ball of fiery light I'm, you can see just, how shook would yeah. be a, a logical yeah. explanation or how the devil would be a logical explanation that's at the time No
0: that humans have, to, cannot cope with a lack of understanding about things that, that, that seem, that have no explanation. Mm. And I think that's probably the difference between you and I and them, and lots of them. Not, not that I'm saying it's just you and I against the world, but you know, sometimes it does feel like that way. <laughs> but that, that we don't necessarily need to have an explanation. And we won't make one up no. because we haven't got one. And but I do admire that. <clears throat> I admire the fact that this thing, this say this ball lightning went into the church and say it did what or, you know what they say Shuck did. Well, if you if you don't genuine generally see ball lightning, you only see lightning that looks like lightning. Mm. All you actually, anybody who witnessed this would have seen would have been a kind of tearing force. Mm. And the smell of an association with the devil. And I mean, oh, I've got goosebumps at the thought of like, yeah. You've got something, haven't you? You yeah. know, in those days you can't just Google it, can you?
1: No, no. It's really interesting.
0: It is really interesting. Yeah, the whole thing. I, I urge you all to go and look at more about phosphorescence and bioluminosity and mm. and all of this ball lightning. It is absolutely fascinating. The more you think about it, the more your head twists as you kind of see how it links with so many other stories and so many other occurrences. Mm. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com/channel/archant.